0: Hello? Ah! Oh, this is
1: so exciting. Welcome to the, Harlan to the Harlan Highway. It
0: sucks you in. You make us feel important. You are important. My name is Targetina, and
1: I'm going to kill you. Welcome to the Harlan Highway.
2: And welcome to another stretch of highway. The Harland Highway, that is. The funniest stretch of road across the planet. Passing by your town, your city, your village, your shack, your love shack. And it is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming on board. Do you remember, um, do you remember 1984? Remember George Orwell and... Big Brother, sex crimes, sex crimes, remember? Big Brother is watching you. Remember, everyone was scared that the 80s were the future and Big Brother was everywhere. And then we went into the 90s and Big Brother, where's Big Brother? And then we got into the 21st century and I'm sad to report that Big Brother is finally here, that ever-present person watching your every move and i think you've seen him and unfortunately he's a creepy looking guy kind of looks like a weird like homeless pervert accountant or something you know i'm talking about the guy from the verizon commercials right that nerd with the, the 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 big buddy holly glasses and the kind of the shady, dark windbreaker, like as if he's hiding like a couple of issues, a hustler under there and some KY jelly or a vibrator or something. I don't know. He looks creepy to me. you ever notice, like whenever people turn around, there he is watching with like his tribe of people. He's got like 600 people behind him. It looks like the village people are there. There's a guy in a hard hat and there's People from the country and people with briefcases. It's it's like he's, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. That guy's creating an army of humanoids. I mean, this guy's disturbing to me. You know, how many of you guys out there have dated a girl on the Verizon plan? I won't do it. This is what happened to me one night. Met a nice girl. You know, we hit it off. We were dating a little bit, and then finally that magical night came along where we had a little whoopee, right? Because that's where it usually goes, right? To whoopee. And I'm, I don't mean whoopee Goldberg. God forbid you're making love and look over on the other pillow and there's whoopee Goldberg. Hi, what's happening? Ah! Now, I'm talking about you're making love to a Verizon girl, you're in the throes of passion. It's all going great, it's erotic, it's sexy, it's, it's spiritual, it's beautiful, it's whatever you want it to be. And you're just about to hit your mark, you know, that climactic moment, that explosion of passion. You're just about to have that happen and you hear someone clear their throat or you hear a sniffle or a little sneeze and you look over your shoulder while you're doing the doggy style. You look over your shoulder, and there in the corner of the bedroom with his glasses and his pompadour and that stupid ass pervert grin on his face and his greasy hustler penthouse magazine windbreaker and his creepy brown pants. That's the guy from the Verizon ads just standing there watching you make love. And all his freaky friends are standing outside the window staring in. It's its like the zombies from Thriller.
0: Chee-hee! Chee-hee!
2: Yeah. So there's your big brother right there. That guy's everywhere. I mean, women giving birth in a hospital. Put down the video camera and turn it around because that guy is standing there. Watching you spread eagle pop out your next little kid. Creepy. So I'd rather have a a tin can with some string on it and use that as a phone than have creepy pervert Buddy Holly Jr. standing in my lawn like the guy from Halloween. Just there he is behind the clothesline. Haven't you heard a neighborhood watch, you pervert? Can't someone slap this guy with a peeping Tom summons or a trespassing summons or... How about damn well downright stalker? Hey, dude, I signed up for a phone plan, okay? Not for your hippie commune and your pervert grin. Get out of here. I'm shaving. Giving myself a Brazilian. I don't need you staring through the shower window. Forget, can you hear me now? How about, can you see me now? Can you see me now? Can you see? Yeah, I see ya. You've been following me all day. Go away. You and your 80 creepy friends. Ugh. So there you go. Your 1984 happened about two years ago when this guy emerged on the scene. So it was more like 2008. So George Orwell was off by 20 years, but... He's here, and we've changed it from big brother to big pervert. 2008. Big pervert is watching you. Can you see me now? How about now? How about now? I'm standing right on the end of your bed. How about now? I'm sitting on your chest. How about now? I'm sitting on your throat. How about now? I'm sitting on your face. What the hell? I gotta get a new phone plan. You're listening to Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway. Why are phone numbers so long? Huh? Here on the Harlan Highway? It's the burning question of the day. Why are phone numbers so long? Wouldn't it be nice if our phone numbers were just one digit? Hey man, can I get your number? Sure, seven. Cool, man. I'm nine. Cool, I'll call you, man. Right on. Might get my number changed. Might go to eight. Cool, man, I'm seven. We'll see you later, eight. That'd be so much easier. You'd never forget phone numbers, right? Hey man, uh, you got, you got, can I get your phone number? Oh, I don't have a pen, man. Oh, wait a minute. Three? Yeah, I can remember that. You're... Okay, three. I mean, come on. It could save lives, too, you know? How about uh, that incident where you want to phone somebody or you're you're that guy lost in the wilderness, trapped on the edge of a mountain, rock-climbing accident. Your battery's about to die on your cell phone. You got room for one... One digit... 4. Help me, Dad, I'm about to die. Eep. Battery dies. But you're going to live because you just had to dial that one digit. Yeah, I'm full of good ideas. Why don't you call me and tell me how great my ideas are, people? You know my number. 4. Give me a call at 4. 4. Let's chit-chat here on the Harland Highway. So I was driving home the other day, and, uh, well, not the other day, today. Let's be honest here, Harland. Yeah, let's be honest. Okay, it was today. Thank you. Was that so hard? No, it wasn't. Okay, just be honest, bastard. Okay, you don't have to call me names. Well, you're a liar. I'm not a liar. I corrected myself. Liar. Uh, okay, so I was driving home today... And I just happened to be channel surfing or dial surfing on my car radio. And I caught an interesting conversation on one of these religious um one of these religious uh, radio stations. I don't know which one it was, but they were talking about the feasibility of dinosaurs uh, existing and being mentioned in the Bible. I guess there's uh there's many, many references in the Bible. Uh, to a behemoth and to a dragon and some other Hebrew words and Latin words and crazy, crazy words. I don't even know what they're called, what where they originate from. But I thought it was an interesting conversation. And, you know, we've had these mythological beasts, um, the fire-breathing dragon, kind of embedded in our in our history, our early history, and certainly, uh, you know, history back in the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th centuries. Apparently there's old cave drawings that date way back, probably before Joan Rivers, uh, that depict dinosaurs that are very in sync with the, the images of dinosaurs we have nowadays. There's images of fire-breathing serpents. And one of the people on the show, I should probably just have recorded the show because now I'm like doing their show on my show. But I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to share it with you. And somehow I'm turning into Christopher Walken because I'm getting so upset. I'm spinning off and talking like him, or at least I think I'm sounding like christopher walken but i'm probably not even close but here's the point they raised which i thought was cool it was something that i'd never considered before okay the concept of a fire breathing dragon is absurd to all of us of course there was no fire breathing dragons but then these guys made the point they said well take the firefly okay take the firefly that illuminates at night and floats through the sky and it's clearly a, a creature that has the ability to light up. It has luminous properties, which is also the name of my new real estate company. I'm going to give it all a plug. Hi, welcome to Luminous Properties. Are you looking for a little getaway on the beach of Florida? Call us. I'm Daryl at Luminous Properties. Okay, I spun off into nowhere there, and I apologize. Uh but if you do need a little uh tropical getaway, call me. Um I'm at, you know my number. Th- four. Um but what they were saying about um fireflies is that think about it, what if fireflies went extinct a thousand years ago? Okay? And you try to describe one to somebody now and say, okay, right, there's these flies. And they actually light up and they float around in the sky at night and they look like little floating stars. And no, they actually light right up like little light bulbs. And you'd be like, yeah, well, that's probably just a scientific interpretation. They probably didn't light up. Um, Things don't light up. I mean, uh, you know, what were they? What were these flies? 30 watts, you know. But. Since we do have fireflies, look at it; they light up, and we have squid that live under the sea that their 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 whole outer skin lights up and and creates patterns. I saw a special on the Nature Channel the other night where they're showing these squid that, according to their moods and their feelings and their anxieties, that their their skin changes color and it it lights up and it changes colors and. It's fascinating. And then we have other creatures that are capable of, I think there's a beetle that sends out a shockwave. It causes a little explosion to occur. And then there's bats that send out sonar. And there's electric eels that can send out an electric charge. Excuse me? Who made that? Where was that creature conceived? In the, the back laboratories of Home Depot? Did Harvey Kilowatt and uh, a lava lamp get together one night and have some illicit sexual romp and they created an electric eel? So the argument then becomes, hey, maybe, maybe there was a dinosaur, a mythological creature, a dragon, because how different is a dragon from a dinosaur, really? It's a giant reptilian thing with scaly plates and big yellow eyes and flaring nostrils. But if if nature can engineer all these incredible animals, and I'm just touching on a few. I mean, there's probably dozens more that do incredible things. But if nature can engineer those creatures, is it not feasible to think that possibly that somewhere along the line there was a creature that evolved some kind of fluid or spit or saliva, or something that that could generate smoke or flame. you know, I mean, look at all the the flammable fluids that exist in uh, in our environment. you know, gasoline and well, gas is a gas, but th- there's other fluids that if you if you touch flame to them, they just go oil, it lights up. So what if there was a giant dragon that could spit a flammable fluid and at the same time it could raise its body temperature so high that it ignited the fluid maybe the fluid like passed by a mucous membrane that was extra hot and that was its defense system I mean look at squid and octopus they squirt ink I mean what the hell's that Ink is a defense system? Who would ever think that an octopus or a squid would shoot office products at us? So if ink is from the world of the bazaar, then fire is surely from the world of the bazaar. But is it not possible? I don't know why I'm getting all fired up about it. No pun intended. But I just found it to be a stimulating conversation. And it was something that I had never really thought about. So let me just sum up here and say, for the record, fire-breathing dragons did exist. They're probably the genesis of how the weenie roast and the roasted marshmallow began. Because you knew some poor suckers were, you know, walking around in merry old England. And a fire-breathing dragon came down from the mountains into the village and they had just put a wiener on a stick ready to eat. And the dragon appeared, and they had no s- form of self defense. So they're like, Back! Back, you behemoth! Back, fire devil! And they were prodding it with their wiener sticks. And of course, this dragon was using its only natural defenses, like
1: <laughs>
2: bursting flames. And next thing you know, These guys have a nice cooked hot dog on the, okay, I'm, I'm getting way off. This is ridiculous. But anyways, I like it when people are open to possibilities. And when you break down the logic, it is possible. Nature manufactures incredible creatures. Nature manufactures unbelievable creatures. Nature manufactured us. And we made it to the moon. And we have rovers on Mars. And we have satellites that have penetrated our own solar system. Now, do you think there's a bunch of dragons huddled around somewhere going, Man, those humans, man, they could never get to another planet. Come on, what? Mars? (laughs) Satellites? What the hell are you? Come on, man. Humans. So there you go. It is possible. And I'm rambling on. Do you think it's possible I could shut up for a few minutes? Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'm not the guy, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but you know what? Let's, let's. I I did an interview with someone who is smarter than me. And. I want you to listen to this interview. I actually did an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger or n- nagger? Schwarzenegger. I don't know how to say it. I almost made it sound like a racist term, which I would never want to do, but I don't... Sh- Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay? There it is. I sorted it out. Would never want to offend anyone by saying a, a governor's name. But... uh Here's a guy who who has some answers about breathing and puffing and uh, being a dragon. Let's listen to my interview and get off this topic. Here it is, Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway talking to the governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, how you doing, man? Welcome to the Harlan Highway. What's going on?
1: I um, have no emotions
2: Oh, okay, well I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Governor But outside of you having no emotions What's a day like for you? Like, for example, uh, what did you do today, sir?
1: I smoked the marijuana What? You were smoking what? Smoking the joint
2: Come on, man, you can't smoke dope You're the governor of California You didn't really smoke a joint, right?
1: No, I really smoked it
2: Damn, you are hardcore there, Terminator. And I also inhaled. Wow, player, what's up? And how, how did that make you feel?
1: You know, of course, afterwards I said it. I said myself, I said, myself, I said hey. Oh, uh,
2: wow. Are, are you okay there, uh, Terminator? Can I uh, get you something?
1: Smoke a marijuana.
2: Okay, Governor, I think you've smoked enough dope. Is there anything else you want to do?
1: Throw the football, have fun.
2: Okay, yeah, let's have fun. How how do you want to have fun?
1: Smoke a marijuana.
2: Yeah, I know. Smoke a marijuana. And then what?
1: Buy myself a new car.
2: Okay, that does it. You are just trashed, buddy.
1: What is the reality?
2: That you are completely baked and fried off your ass while being on my show. That's the reality. Man, you are burnt. I I could ask you anything, man. Like, uh... How was your relationship with uh, Donald Duck?
1: We had a fantastic relationship.
2: All right, that's it. I'm done. You're out of here, Schwarzenegger. Uh, thanks for coming by and uh, doing an interview here with me, Harlan Williams, on the Harland Highway. Arnold Schwarzenegger, everybody. Feels great to be a champ. Oh, man, you got to love the Arnold, don't you? jolly jumper (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger man I mean the the guy that voice you know I, I feel like there should be maybe a clause when you get to America you have like and it's a good window I'm being I'm being fair here okay a good 20 years maybe even 25 years at that point, you should have lost the accent, whether you're Chinese or Canadian or French. I got to say, I'm from Canada. I know my, my accent has gone away. It's kind of sad, actually, because, you know, your accent is part of your identity. But I know that my accent has changed since I lived in the United States of America. And Arnold, that guy's been here probably longer than me. That guy's been here like 30, 40 years, man. At some point, it's just got to go away. At some point, you got to think the guy's faking it. And at some point, when when the governor of a state can't even say the name of the state, I'm the governor of California. Californians. And the Californias. I am in charge of Californias. I don't even know how you say it. It's the Californias. He's he got to be able to at least say that, man. You know, what if he ever makes it to president? I am the president of the United States of America. Come on. You're faking it, buddy. Put it into legislation that all accents have to be cleared up. And again, I'm being fair, within 25 years. You can't have, like, British people still talking like this after they've been living here for 25 years, right? Like, it's just, it's not possible, is it? It's like you're not around English people, you don't hear anyone else talking like this. So what's your incentive? It's like your mind's going to change. You ever notice if you have a family member or a friend who goes and lives somewhere else, right? I had a sister that lived in Australia for a long time, and she started sounding Australian, like she started talking like this, and she used a lot of the Australian terms. I'm, I'm probably doing British again, but I can't do it. But you start to adopt the the the, the, the nuances of, of the language, of, of the, the the sound, of the voices, of the people, wherever you go. And that should be the same for Arnold. When he came to America, he should be, like,
1: talking like a surfer dude now, man.
2: Like, didn't he spend, like, decades down in Venice Beach at the gyms, like, on the beach, like,
1: working out with all the dudes, man? So shouldn't he be like, hey, man, I'm like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. Like, um, I'm like the governor of, like, California, dude. Shouldn't he be like Arnold Spicoli Schwarzenegger? Uh, Mr. Hand, I'd like to uh, present a bill to the House of Representatives. Uh, Like, I want to announce, like, pizza day. And um, where am I? Um, Oh, yeah, like, we're in California, and, like, I'm the uh, the president. What? Oh, I'm the governor, man. And it's pizza day, man. So party. I'm I'm not going to raise your taxes, but I want everyone to raise marijuana in their garages, man.
2: I mean, honest to God. And speaking of parties, oh, my God. Speaking of parties, I think we better check in on our little buddy, Eddie, who's always looking for a party. You know, Eddie, he's always calling around all over the country, all over the world. He just wants someone to have a beer with and have a barbecue with. Poor Eddie. Let's catch up with Eddie. And uh, don't forget to send me your emails at harlowwilliams.com. Thanks for coming by the show. We'll see you next time. And maybe, uh, who knows, maybe Eddie will be with us. Take it away, Eddie. This
1: is Eddie. He wants to party. But they just hang up.
0: What's up, man? Thank you, Brian. How's it going, man? Who is this? It's Eddie. You want to uh, go grab a couple of beers or what? Pardon me? You want to uh, go grab a couple of beers, a couple of cold Budweiser's or something? or? What are you talking about? Who is this? It's Eddie, man. Let's go get some beers, have a party, maybe throw on the barbecue, man. I got corn on the cob, ribs. Okay, who is this, please? It's Eddie, man. Let's have a barbecue. Eddie who? Eddie from the pet shop, man. Eddie from a pet shop? Not the pet shop, man. The pet shop. You know, woof, woof, meow, meow? Well, you can have it yourself. Thank you so much, okay? No, I want come on. Let's now, have a Budweiser. To, who do you want to speak to? I just want to go have a Budweiser with someone, man. Who do you want to speak to? I'll speak to you if I can have a Budweiser. Well, buddy, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what's your name. I don't know nothing about you, so... It's Eddie. I'm just looking for a friend to have a beer with, man. I don't know who you are. It's Eddie. Let's go have a Budweiser, man. It's party time. Right, but I don't know any Eddie. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Wait a minute. Could you please stop talking like that? I just want to have a beer. Well, then go get it. Can't you come with me? I'm all alone, man. The bar, wherever you go. Goodbye. What the hell? you stop talking to me like that? You don't even know who I am. I know, but we could be friends. We could have a beer. I mean... No, we cannot. Wow, what the hell? I just want to have a beer. Who the hell you are? I just want to have a beer. It's Eddie. What? Who cares who Eddie is or whatever Eddie is? Can't a guy be lonely and want to have a friend to have a cold Budweiser with, man? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't drink beer. What the hell? Don't drink, okay? Goodbye. What the hell? Stop it, okay? I just want to have a drink. Well, then go get your buddies and go drink. Can't you be my buddy or what? No, 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 no. How about a barbecue? I got, I got ribs. Don't drink, okay? Goodbye. You like barbecue? No. What do you like? Nothing. Nothing that you have to know about. Oh, man, Goodbye. I'm going to have to drink Goodbye. all alone. Goodbye. What the hell?
1: That was Eddie. He wants to party, but they just hang up. Harland Williams.